Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Ben Maxa. I'm your ever faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So... Jamie will not be with us again tonight, so it'll just be me and Karen. And as soon as she gets here, we will get rolling. Um, what we got tonight? We got Silo, The Lazarus Project, Manifest, and season premiere of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Um, what else have I watched? I, I, uh, I just watched Extraction. Two, uh, it was pretty good. You know, there's gonna probably be an extraction three. Um, your typical action-packed movie. Good story though. I like the uh, story. Kind of obvious at times, but a fun watch. So, um, what else have I watched? I don't know. What else have I watched? I've been watching. Uh, yeah, pretty much just the uh, podcast show. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I hope Cameron is up against here because I don't know what else about tonight. Probably something else I've been watching. Uh, there she is. Hello, Karen. Hi, AJ. How are you? What's going on? Good. Ready for ready for another night of Phantom Access. Oh yes. Another exciting night of Phantom Access, right? Yes. Uh yeah, and uh we got a lot to talk about tonight. It's like TV's back in full swing. Uh we have like five yep. shows, I think, or well a couple of them we can kinda of skip because they're the walking dead, right? Um <laughs> although there are a couple of minor I actually... a couple of minor points I should make. I actually saw a uh, uh, a headline today, which I chuckled at. I didn't read it because I really don't care. But the, yeah. the headline says, um, Dead City retcon end of The Walking Dead. <laughs> so, Dead City what? Dead City what? Dead C- I couldn't hear you. Retcon, retcon, retcon finale of Walking Dead. Well, kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah. Oh, you wa- did you watch it? Um, I watched it, yeah. I watched it mainly because oh, I missed Fear. I missed Fear, and then I had to wait, like, uh, like through Dead City for it to come on. So I was like, let me watch uh, Schluck. Uh, I mean, it was way better than Fear, right? But I think it wasn't really good. I think it was just because Fear is so bad. Walking Dead got so bad at the end also that it seems like like it was probably a perfectly average hour and 15 minutes of television that seemed good because um, I gotta say everything else is so terrible, right? Fear the Walking Dead was terrible and I don't know if you have were in the loop that it appears that this was Morgan's last episode 
been written off the show. Did not know that. And at the end of the at the end of the episode, well, I mean, it appears that way. At the end of the episode, he's like, "Okay, I'm over it. I'm done. I gotta go to Alexandria and see if my friends are still there." Uh, now like it said. has been, yeah, right? Didn't I say I bet he's gonna go there? He's gonna take my daughter Mo, and he gets on the radio and he says, uh, uh, "This message is for Rick Grant." Remember the message he'd say in like season. One, when Rick was like, I'm going to say this message every day on the radio. Yeah. And he's like, there's Morgan Jones. Rick, if you're out there, I'm going to say this message every morning at dawn. He says all that, right? But the hour that had preceded it was so bad. Like, Morgan's last episode was so, so, so bad. Like, a universally hated hour of television, I think. That it's really – and, and I, I, it had more callbacks to previous episodes. And I just think, like, them trying to, like – like, call back to the original series and to clear that fantastic episode. Yeah, it was just a horrible, horrible hour that had so many, like, I wouldn't even go into them all, terrible, terrible things that happened. Uh, and in fact, I posted on somebody's Facebook page that, um, you know, Morgan's gone and it looks like they're making Madison the hero for the last, uh, you know, six episodes. And I said, that's Scott Gimple throwing a Hail Mary pass from his own 99-yard line, his own one-yard line. <laughs> you know, it's it sounds like they're they're calling back to to when it was good. On per, you know, yes, they're calling yes, back they to are. when it was good to, to get people to forget the bad. Yeah, it was it was really horrible, and it was sad to see Morgan, who was once a good character, like leave like that, right? I don't know if we'll see him get to Alexandria and find out that Rick is dead. Like, everybody assumes Rick is dead and, and has been dead. Like, like Morgan's been gone from Alexandria for more than 10 years. His kid, who was not born in the beginning when he went on fear, is like eight now, right? Um, it's been like t- at least 10 years. Like, why he can't – anyway, it was terrible. It was perfectly horrible, and it, it was really kind of sad to see Morgan leave that way, right? Because Morgan at one point was interesting – uh, although never as good as, like, um, what he was in the uh, comic book. So, anyway, it was terrible. It was absolutely – it was really bad. I, I won't belabor all the bad things about it. Um, but Morgan is off the show. Um, uh, and uh, so then we watched it. I watched Dead City. It was um, – so one thing I thought of you while I was watching it, because one thing I really didn't like was um, they showed clips from the episode where Negan killed – where Negan killed Glenn. Like, they showed Negan swinging, like, Maggie's supposed to having a nightmare. And they showed, like, Glenn, you know, when they showed Glenn after his head was bashed with the, with Lucille yeah. and his, like, eyes hanging out. Like, they, they showed that, multiple flashes of that. Um, which Jamie's like, well, they were trying to, like, you know, for people who haven't seen the show before, they had to do that. And I'm like, Jamie, nobody's watching the show who hasn't already seen The Walking Dead, right? Exactly. And they, like, resorted to showing, like, scenes that really drove away half the audience. And I, I don't know, it kind of bothered me, right? Like, a lot of people just stopped watching after that. I didn't, but. Um, I know I did. And I think, like, yeah. And it did. wasn't because that was, of like, that. It was because, and, and, and it wasn't because of, you know, the, the scenes or anything. It was because of how they, how they treated us as an audience. First of all, you wait 25 yeah. minutes, you know. You come back after after that long hiatus. You wait 25 minutes so that you get your ratings, to you know, for us to find out who's dead, you know. Yeah. And then we find out it's it's what's his face there. Uh, Abraham. What was his name? Abraham. 
and then they yeah. go, you know, they go and do, they go and do Glenn also, but it's just like, I don't know, it's just, it's still Glenn Thunder having both of them killed like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I just, kind of, you know, yeah. and it's just, I, you know, and I felt like at that point that they were just like, you know, how many times do we say, you know, we're not stupid, you know, I hate, we hated it when they would treat the audience like a bunch of idiots. And at that yeah. point, I just was like, you know what? There's two, yeah. you know, the, the the streaming services and all the different TV shows throughout the whole year. It was, you know, that's when it was just getting started. I was like, there's too much good TV to to, to waste my time watching something yeah. where the, the the writers are going to treat the audience like idiots. Yeah. Well, so Dead City has another time jump. Little Herschel is, I mean, it looks like he's about 15, maybe. Um, he's been kidnapped by, um, uh, what's his name? Another fantastic actor who we love, who probably is going to be, will grow to hate before the show is over. Um, <laughs> uh, his name is, uh, it'll come to me in a minute. Um, uh, uh, anyway, uh, he's been kidnapped and apparently come to find out that he's been kidnapped by um, some guy who Negan knew before he was a savior or before Rick's people encounter the saviors. He's some guy from, from, uh, uh, oh, it's Zelko, Zelko Ivanic plays the, um, plays the heavy, this guy who knew Negan before. And he's really bad. And he basically is like one New York. It's some kind of future where like, uh, there's like some form of government in, in like the Alexandria area, but whatever, this guy runs New York and he's kidnapped Herschel for some reason that wasn't like, I think as collateral to make Maggie like do some shit. I don't know. Anyway, Maggie, because Negan used to know him, Maggie thinks Negan can help him, uh, help her get Herschel back. So that's why they go to New York. And then some other half people. And that's why she's Follow with them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so I personally am not um, a huge fan of forcing Negan and Maggie together. Like, I just, like, this, like that happened so much in the last season of The Walking Dead, the last two seasons, right? Um, and they're, they're uh, you know, putting them together, I guess because of dramatic tension, but I feel like it's been so many years. I mean, it's been like Herschel, Maggie was pregnant when, her, when Herschel's like 15. It's been like 15 years since he was killed, and I don't expect that you get over someone murdering your husband. I do expect that Scott Gimple stops trying to milk it for dramatic tension, right? Um, <laughs> so, and I have to say one thing I hated about this show it is now, Herschel's now 15. So this puts us like what? Like, all right, 15, 16 years into the apocalypse. Everyone's driving cars with unlimited gasoline. Maggie goes to a bar that has neon signs hanging on the walls and like orders <laughs> a drink. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Um, like, I, I get, like, uh, right? There's all the stuff that they just don't even like. The, like, the Walking Dead universe doesn't even bother to try to pretend it's an apocalypse. It's just like the world, and, right? Like, I don't know. Anyway, it was that was annoying. That bothered, that distracts me every time it happens, right? <laughs> like, 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 and people so don't need to worry about staying alive that they can run a bar. 
Like someone has a job running a bar and people sit around there and drink in the bar and play pool and shit, right? Like how, like what, what? So anyhow, that's my quick review of Dead City. It was, it was better than anything I've seen on Fear in a couple of years, but I don't know if that's going to mean it's great that it's only six episodes, right? So away we go with that. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, that was that. So we can move on from that. I think Jamie might have some interviews for Jimmy's Watch All Dead City. I don't know if she interviewed some people from the show. Um, I, I was very disappointed. I thought of you also in Dead City. Michelle Hurd was in the first episode. Michelle Hurd, who played uh, Rossi. She was actually in, in, she was in the episode. She was in the episode. Yeah, no, I know who was killed. She gets killed in, like the first well, that, Yeah. I was like, oh, she's going to be on the show. It might be worth walk, watching. And then all the good people on the show get killed right away, right? Well, yeah, uh, that was clearly a, a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't even get to turn. I don't think she gets to turn into a zombie. I think she just dies. Anyway, <laughs> that's my. That's, <laughs> like, I can see people wanting to be on the show because you get to be a zombie, right? So, anyhow, that was that. That's where we are with that. Let's move on from the Walking Dead universe. There was almost everything else was better this week. Actually, we could talk about what was terrible. There was one show that was terrible. Okay, oh, like you want to do that first? Manifest? Yeah, let's talk about let's Manifest. Let's get that over with. Oh my god, I don't understand. Uh, we waited all this time. Like what? We I, I don't get it. And we were told that Jeff Rake had a plan from like Jeff, Jeff Rake had this whole thing like mapped out from the jump, right? And then this is what we get. I think somebody I, stole his map and gave him another one. And yeah, he there was a one. lot. Not so. These two episodes focus on. Um, uh, so Michaela's father comes to visit her and has a stroke like while he's there in the detention facility, right? And so uh, because because this is the shittiest detention facility ever. Um, oh no, she's a, she, he, no, she, does she, he has a stroke in the facility, right? Or does he have a dream that he has a stroke? Yeah, yeah, no. No, he had a stroke in the facility. It's hard to remember because somebody also had a baby recently in the facility with no doctors around in there, but that, yeah, that was last week, right? Like, everybody's able to, yeah. so he has a stroke in the facility, and they're able to basically sneak him out and escape with, like, a stroked out person. Um, and uh, everybody goes behind every wall all the time, and Sandy's the doctor of everything. And so that happens, right? <laughs> and then also, also, um, was there another plague? We already had the plague of boils and the crickets and the red. The red water is still ongoing, right? And the red. The red water out. was at. The red water at was the end of last week. of last week. Yeah. But we found out um, we got the. We we found out what it was. Um, that it was, you know, it had nothing to, even though they implied that it had, it was, uh, what's his face there, uh, Daily, it had nothing to do with Daily. Daily. They finally figured out that the end of the world is going to come to pass because of an underground volcano that is now active. Oh, right. They finally, right. Figured, they finally figured that out. Which yeah, we, had, we had like... speculated about that. We had speculated about a volcano a while back, you, me, and Jamie did. But then we kind of forgot about mm-hmm. it because kind of, the story kind of went in a different direction, and now we're back to it. Yeah. And speaking of uh, – um, and, and how annoyed were you? i got to believe you were as annoyed as I was 
when you finally see TJ. Now, we knew TJ was in the facility this whole time, and it took them how many episodes to show it? At least the fourth episode yeah, before we see TJ. Uh-huh. Like, why hasn't TJ been there all, you know, interacting with, with Mick and Ben the whole time? Well, supposedly because the prisoners are divided into separate groups. Like group oh, that's a, right. Group that's that's a, right. But even C. still, yeah. even still, if, if they're split into groups, you, get, you can't tell TJ is, TJ has been a very important part of uh-huh. all of this. You yeah, know, and, and now so he's just, just now, like, he doesn't show up until he's basically there to just be all his boyfriend right now. And for all be like, TJ, there you are, all of a sudden, right? When things go, yeah. like when the, when, when the really worst part of the episode, of these two episodes happens. I mean, there's other stuff to hate also. Um, uh, when they decide, like, the, the woman who's in charge of the place has a freak out, basically, um, because they can't, like, you know, they should all these failures. They couldn't, like... She is really the worst. Like, um, and like, we'll skip over a whole bunch of stuff until she says, "Oh, um, let's just we we have the isolation protocol now in effect. We're just going to shut the entire prison and just leave them there until they starve to death or die or whatever, right? Like, what the hell is that? What the hell? That is somebody actually wrote that to be a television show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, yep. do you find that ridiculous? Because I do. I find. Well, I find her completely ridiculous, given the fact that she uh, may cut a deal with Angelina to begin with. She was yeah, gonna let really Angelina go free if that? she got her the re- like I like, and then like, and she said, "Oh, all this is because of all you eight to eighters." No, it's because of Angelina. Like you, like, the the biggest yeah. problems are from Angelina and the ex. Mm-hmm. Like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the A2Aders, for the most part, they don't even bother anybody. Hell, you didn't know how half of them were until you rounded them up because of a couple bad eggs. You know? Well, that big boss like, lady is like, we're supposed to believe that this awful. big boss lady from Homeland Security who apparently, I mean, she's got to be pretty high up and smart to get that job, but she is so, she has Angelina, Angelina who has, Angelina has the sapphire embedded into her body. And you could do so many experiments on her and all these things and what if you wanted to, right? But no, what she wants to do is use Angelina to capture the eight people who are still out there at large. Like yeah. this is her main goal, right? Is to have Angelina help her capture the people hiding in the safe house. Like really? That's your goal? Like you're supposed to be like really Also she's a murderer and a kidnapper. Yeah. Uh, and you've no you're not gonna prosecute her as an example. You're not gonna try to investigate Anything with the blue, like you're so fascinated by callings, but when you get someone with a blue sapphire embedded in her, you're like, oh, let's use it to capture them. Like, it just makes no sense, right? It's so bad and sloppy. And, and not only that, but then she decides, okay, you're not, you're, you, you didn't do what I wanted, so I'm just going to take the sapphire from you and use it for myself. You can't use yeah. it, lady. You're not like the chosen one or the witness or whatever yeah. it is that you are. Yeah. You know, well, you're not. You didn't bloop on the plane. You to bloop on exactly. the plane to be able to use it, right? You're just a normal, non-blooping human. Yeah. Like, maybe another 828er could use it. Maybe you could be like, let me get it out of you and put it into, like, somebody right. else. Maybe. But you can't put it in yourself. It's not like it's not like a ray gun or a, right? <laughs> or a bomb or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, it's she's so horrible. She's so horrible. And then she decides, I forget what's the precipitating thing that happens. I forget what was the incident that made her be like, you know what, we're just going to evacuate this place and leave you all here to die. Uh, because of the the, the uh, fissure that oh, opened up and guys the volcano, fell into the volcano. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her guys, the volcano opens up partially, like, in the hallway of their place, and her guys fall in there. But somehow it doesn't damage any of the rest of the whole of New York City. Um, and so they're just going to leave them there to die, which is crazy also, right? Also, okay, yeah. if you think if you think it's going to maybe get larger and kill the 828ers, should you not be worried that it's also going to swallow New York City? Right? No, it's the 828ers' fault, so we're just going to, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of so weird. Let me ask you. Oh, yes. How, how disgusted were you with Michaela and Jared? Because oh, I call that though. Have I called that that the end game? Well, we we knew that. We, we all we, listen. Listen. We knew it was going to happen. I was still hoping against hope. I mean, we were just talking about like it's only been eight months, and finally she's just like, "Ask eh, for it." I know because she had this vision of Zeke where he was like, "I'm going to the cave last week," right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, like, she wasn't even just like. I, I mean, it's not even like they were tentatively trying to, like, begin finding – they're just totally, like, together now, right? Yeah. It's just oh, totally yeah. like she's sitting in his lap and kissing him and making out, and they're totally together now. Yeah. And that for, was annoying. Uh, what's her face there? Um, Andrea. Uh, Andrea, who she's like, oh, no, it's cool. You know, like, you know, we weren't together anymore. You know, we weren't screwing around anymore. It's been a while. And meanwhile, you, you can tell – like, the minute he says to her, he's like, oh, I didn't even get a chance to see your text. What was, uh, and she's like, oh, I don't even remember what it was. Don't worry about it. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what that text yeah. was about. <laughs> I don't like that storyline either. Nope. Oh. I don't like it probably and because, like, it was so clearly established for so long that Drea, like, didn't care and that it was Jared who was getting too into it. And, and Drea's been very clear and very casual. And then... Because it's convenient, they write it now that Dre is kind of sad. And she, I mean, I guess I guess you're being like a little fed, being like, oh, it's fun having sex with that guy for a while. And now I can't, right? But like they're making it, they made it almost like she was really, I, I mean, that bothered me. I just felt like that also was like revisionist storytelling all of a sudden. Yep. Right? Like, is it me? Or like, that's, that's annoying. No, that was, yeah. that was absolutely annoying. Yeah. That was completely and totally yeah. ridiculous. I didn't like pretty much anything I saw on my screen in these two episodes. Um, no, I didn't either. And then friggin' Egan, he's the worst too. Like, all right, you know what? That, oh, yeah. At least Egan stays true to character. He does whatever's necessary for Egan in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like you thought maybe he might turn a corner after reconciling with his parents. But no, yeah. Egan is Egan, period. Um, you know, can yeah. you, you know, tell that whole thing with the, with the uh, the eighters that are still hidden away, and you know, kind of coaching Angelina on how to win them over, basically by, yeah. by making them all feel like shit. You know. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, 
like I was, you know, watching it, and Artie's like, he's like, she is so manipulative. I was like, yeah, but who's manipulating who? I was like, this is Egan's plan. He's like, yeah, but she knows how to sell it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she does kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But this whole thing, like, um, I, like why? I don't know. Just that the whole thing is just so awful with, with where they're I going mean, with it. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. For some reason, Egan is a better written character. I'm not really sure why. I think, you know, I, I, I've never been a TV writer, but I understand that sometimes in writers' rooms, different writers will sort of handle a certain character. Like if it's an Egan story you write, right. and if it's an Angelina story I write it kind of thing. And maybe whoever's got responsibility for Egan is just, like, better because I agree with you. He's he's always true to his character. even when, and, and it's annoying to see him being like, oh, I'm going to try to control Angelina and control the – uh, the the sapphire, but it's true that Egan never learns, and he can he he, no. he can't like <laughs> help himself, right? He never learns. He can't help himself. I think we all know trying to control Angelina is a fool's idea and will never happen. And uh, you know she does she control the sapphire? Does the sapphire control her? Kind of thing, right? Like who knows where that's gonna go? Um, but yeah. But, yeah, it was really kind of, like, to see him in these last few episodes be like, oh, I'm going to find a way to, like, control the Sapphire and whatever. After he just had that, like, big lesson learned only last week with his parents, right? He thought he might be turning a corner. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, yeah. It's a bright spot. And then. It's terrible. And then everything goes down. They're going to, you know, send all the, uh, everybody out. We're, we're locking the A28ers in here. Um, we're posting armed guards. So they're going to, you know, this is their tomb, basically. And then, you know, Eden, I get Eden taken off because she wants to see her, you know, see daddy again and be with her father. I get that. Mm-hmm. And then, but Olive, let's take the smartest person on the show. And stick her oh, in a yeah. sandy, stick her, stick her in a box with no access yeah. to anything to help her solve all the calling. It's because she is the one that's always solving everything. Mm-hmm. Let's, yep. let's stick mm-hmm. her. Let's stick her in a box. Now I have mm-hmm. a feeling because of what happened with Cal and Vance. Um, I yeah. have a feeling they're going to use that that van somehow to get them out. Yeah. I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but they're they're going to they're going to get they're going to help the eight two eighters escape, so it's not really going to matter in the long term. Mm-hmm. But you know, we've got four episodes left, and four, this is where yeah. we're at. Yeah, four episodes, um, and yeah, and they've gotten like kind of away from the life. Like every now and then they mention the lifeboat, but we've really gotten away. Oh my from God, that Benla- mystery Benla- for a long time, right? <laughs> Ben mentioned the lifeboat in this episode, and I was like, wow, it's been, I was like, you know, he hasn't said it in so long. I actually forgot about the lifeboat. Damn it, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ben, the lifeboat. The lifeboat. Um, yeah, I, everyone's kind of forgotten it. Like, I, I also feel like, so I get it, Mikhail, that your father had a stroke, and, and you need to, take care of him or whatever, but I think they I think they are using it just to put her together with Jared and make them be in their little love nest and not really for any reason. And I feel like 
Michaela should really be, she's the co-captain of the lifeboat. She really should be. And, and like, this, this idea that that she and Jared can somehow nurse her father back to recovery from his stroke uh, is is wrong, <laughs> right? Like, it's a really bad idea. He needs to be, like, what? What? Like, why would she not just, there's no reason why they couldn't, take him to a hospital and let the, you know, it's like, oh, the kids can't take care of him all. Well, like, he couldn't, like, there are things you can do. Like, they really just wrote that story. I feel like they just gave this guy a stroke just yeah. to find a way to have Jared, <laughs> just a way to have Jared and no, Michaela, like, no. hold up alone together somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, with, yeah. with Cal finding, you know, with Cal Advance finding, with Cal Advance finding them, though, it, it kind of brings everybody back into the fray, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. They just need to be holed up in the cabin long enough to re- rekindle their love. I know, right? Because I guess they were always meant to be, even though we were supposed to believe for a while that she and Zeke were meant to be. I guess she gets two meant to be people within five minutes of each other. She's lucky. Right? She has two perfect lifelong mates, two loves of her life. Yeah. So, yeah, with only four left, I feel like they're going to have to come back soon, right? They're they're not going to be able to, like, they they have the stroke, they went to the love shack, now it's established that they're together, so they can come back from the love shack. It's been clear to us they're together now. We don't, right? Um, yeah. The love shack slash nursing home where they live. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, and I guess poor Cal is just supposed to live alone in that house now and have a, find a way to like he, like live, right? Um, I mean, that was the other thing. I was just like, when when Olive decides to stay with Ben, I was like, really? <laughs> like, like poor Cal. Yeah, he's always getting left behind. I know, right? You know what? I I kind of like him and Vance, though. <laughs> I thought they, they make a fun, odd couple. I, yeah, they do kind of make a good team. I, I, I do feel, I think everybody feels there should have been a greater effort made to find Eden and get the hell out of there before they got locked down. Although everyone gets out of there every five minutes. Like, what kind of a lockdown can it really be? Yeah, they really and also, they didn't have a lot of time to do it. In, in another piece of shitty writing, the really mean cop who's been a total jerk forever, like, turned nice because of the little stuffed bunny or whatever, right? Like, he wanted to shoot them yeah, all, cause it, cause it, and then he had a it, total an eight change of An eight-year-old popped him down. Yeah. Or how yeah. old she's supposed to be. Maybe yeah. she's not eight. Maybe yeah. she's, like, she's like six, maybe. I mean, I guess I really thought that guy was going to get swallowed by a volcano or something, right? I mean, I thought oh, that I guy would die. Did. I didn't really see a little... It's not, it's not full redemption, I, I, but I didn't really I see too, that for him. I, too, was really hoping for a, a very bad ending for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Uh, Me too, right? Him to... Yeah. But Yeah. Whatever. Oh, anyway, so, four more. Four more. Else. Maybe it'll turn around in the last couple. I no, hope maybe so. Maybe these, these, yeah. It's just it's it's just these these past couple episodes there's been a lot of for the sake of to get the story where they need it. I mean, and, you know, I, I, and I'm going to, I'm not even going to give them the benefit of the doubt for a minute. And to be fair, um, Jeff Rake had a plan for five seasons of mm-hmm. full seasons on, on, what the hell was this on? 
was on NBC. Was it NBC? I yeah. Okay, NBC. That's what I thought. I couldn't remember. Um, mm-hmm. Full plan, you know, full seasons planned for NBC for five mm-hmm. years, five seasons. He had it mapped out. He got mm-hmm. four seasons, and he got shortchanged last season, and then he only got 20 yeah. episodes to finish it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he kind of yeah. – so I, so I will say if you got to speed up the story a little, maybe maybe stretched out over time, like Jared and, and Michaela, you know? It, it, you know, yeah. if, if they had two seasons and he didn't even get back together until season five, you know, or, you know, some of the stuff with Angelina stretched out over periods of time might have been better. It's just but, yeah. everything's kind yeah. of. But they have no time, so they have to have Michaela and together. Jerry get together in one in one episode. They're back in love. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 okay, I hear you. I feel that he didn't have the time. Jeffrey hasn't had the time to develop this, maybe. Don't get me wrong. I'm still annoyed. I'm just trying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, give him, I give him a little bit of a pass just because of the, you know, fact that we're even, you know, the fact that we're even getting the end of the story at all is, is nice. Unlike mm-hmm. Snowpiercer. Yeah, you're right. We're not getting it all. Yep, fair enough. I hear you. I hear you. All right. So, you know, uh, I really think, I really feel like Snowpiercer should get accidentally leaked online. Oh, yeah. It, it wouldn't be the first time something oh. like that's happened. I mean, I feel like you some, at some point have to get put on. Like, it's already made. It's already in the, it's already in the it's done. Plan. Like, it's, it's had a, why would you not hear it? It's yeah. Well, because uh-huh. Warner Brothers is, is using it as another write-off. Yeah, right? Yeah, that, yeah. They wrote it down. Yeah, they wrote it off. Yep. But why would you so – at some point, they're going to have empty airtime, and why not – yeah. We'll, we'll see it eventually, maybe, right? I hope so. Yeah. And the, the only reason I thought about it tonight was because uh, we were watching we – the kids and I were watching – oh, we were watching uh, the, those shorts, Star Trek Visions on Disney Channel, and uh, – mm-hmm. David Diggs did the voice for one of the characters. So we got, uh, we got to talk about Snowpiercer earlier tonight. Get it yourself, yeah. Worked up about it a little bit, yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, right. yeah, at least we're seeing the end of the show. So, so we all right, let's move it along to... Uh, what do we got? We got Star Trek, we got Lazarus. Lazarus and Silo. And Silo. Okay. Hmm... All good let's shows. Talk about, so take your let's pick. talk about uh, what about Star Trek? The, the season premiere of Star Trek was this week of Strange New Worlds. Um, All right. I have actually seen, I think, the first four episodes. Oh, that's right. Because you did all those interviews. Because I did a few interviews, but I rewatched the first episode so I would remember like where it cut off, what happened, which was not hard because this this. First episode ended with like a kind of a closed chapter. I mean, of course they always like the yeah. open for like another thing, but it was a, a closed story by the end of it. Um, yeah. Uh, so in this episode, Pike is off the ship. He's going to get a lawyer for Una, who's in custody over the over the being arrested at the end of last season, right? And so yeah. it's kind of fun. Like this was Fox. Really, this was Fox's first time ever in the chair, right? This was Fox's first time ever. Yeah. He's only a lieutenant, and it's his first time commanding the ship. And all he has to do is sit there in space dock 
and not do anything. And of course, that's not the way it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, especially after after especially after uh, Pike says you're in space dock. What's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. love I love the fact that they are poking fun at themselves when she's like, what's your thing? And he's like, do I have to have a thing? And she's like, they all have a thing. And he's like, okay, um, I would like to go now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like Picard has, you know, engage and, and different, you know, there's different ones on different shows. I don't remember, I don't remember remember Janeway's. Yeah. I don't remember Janeway's though. Yeah, and Cisco but doesn't have one yeah. because um, because yeah. uh, well, they he had the Defiant, you know, when they were on the Defiant. Oh, when they're Defiant, yeah. Um, and what is Pikes? Pikes is hit it, hit it. Pikes yeah, hit it. Michael. What's Michael hit Barnum? Punch Michael it. Barnum's is punch it. Is it punch it? No, it's hit it. Ortega's goes his is hit it. Um, I don't remember. I forget what Michael. Is. I hear Burnham's either. Burnham had. Anyway, they all have one. They all have a catchphrase, right? Yeah. Picard had two. Um, well, Picard uh, had two because well, one one was when they were he was flying and the make it so was just like his you know they'd have a conversation and they, he'd be like okay make it so, but when they were yeah. when they were flying he would say engage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I always like uh, I, I know you haven't seen it, but the a- animated show. Um, uh, prodigy. I always like uh, the character Dal, who's basically the captain of the ship on that show. Um, I loved his uh, whenever he would be like, go fast, because they had like this special engine that makes the ship go, like it's an experimental engine. It's called the Protostar. And mm-hmm. it, uh, it's, an exper- it's a prototype that not nobody else in Starfleet has. And it's, uh, so whenever he would tell them, let's get going, he would say, go fast. <laughs> because the protostar made them go really fast. Oh, that's a good one. But anyway. Um, yeah, uh, so the storyline was a little, um, um, I mean, it was okay. It was this story where La'an is, she sends, she's on some, she went on her mission, which she went after the Gorn, I think, on her mission, right? But she ends up on this planet, this mining planet, well, where she, she finds helping, out that, like, it's something Well, she was helping the little there, girl find her family. She, she was helping the little girl from last season find her family. Yeah. Um... And it turns out that there was like a rogue group of, so it's it's very convenient that the Enterprise like missed the Klingon War, right? The Enterprise was out on their five-year mission during the Klingon War, and they missed it pretty much, not pretty much, like entirely, most of them, except for the Doctor of Chapel, right? Um, and uh, so this is like, uh, so I, I mean, it's kind of that a lot of the kids on the ship don't really know about the Klingon wars and experience it, but it turns out that there's a group of, like, Klingon, like, what are they, like, rebels, a Klingon, like, sect offshoot that are, like, mining all the stylithium. Insurrection. Insurrection, yeah, and they're trying to, like, trick the Federation and the rest of the Klingons into reigniting the war, right? They're trying to restart the war. They're pissed that they lost, and they're trying to restart the war. And... 
Lon finds out, calls the Enterprise, and the rescue is on. It was, a, it was an okay, it was an okay, like, storyline, but there were a lot of, like, fun things that happened in this episode. Like, I thought it was kind of a fun reintroduction to the cast, right? Like, mm. we had, we got to see, like, the doctor and Nurse Chapel off the ship doing their, like, River Tam kind of thing. Like, the doctor is, like, right? The doctor's like, River on Firefly. He just goes, like, in the zone and, like, fights the shit out of people. I forget. Do we know why? Did I forget why? Or do we not know why yet that is? Well, they yeah, they they juiced up. They got that – they've had that serum that, like – Oh, the green stuff, the green they, juice, yeah. Yeah. I remember she says she goes, you sure you want to do this again? And he's like – and like, he goes, yeah. again – he goes he, and he said something like, again, no, but we have no choice. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, I'm yeah, that, control, that, I've got that was, control, and yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a great fight scene. And you know what, though? I could see a storyline here with him. He's getting addicted to it. Yeah. She's not so much, but he's he's like in the zone. He enjoys it. He won't admit it, but he enjoys it, which is funny because he's a doctor, you know, and do no harm. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and he actually, he's a legacy character. He was in the original Star Trek, but just, like, barely in it. Like, he was just the second Doctor, and he didn't really, like, have a huge role in the original Star Trek. So it's, he... Yeah, no, and he, he wasn't around huge. very long. Like, he was only in, like, one or two episodes. Yeah, and only in, like, the first... Much. Yeah, he's, like, he's, like, only... Yeah, I, I don't even know why he was in it, really. Um, uh, but anyway, so, so Dr. Mega, yeah, he, um... So those two go all like fighting frenzy, fight their way through. There's this whole. I, I was a little annoyed, AJ. How many times I, I I thought of you when they were like, "We're gonna jump out in space." Uh, this is a terrible idea. I thought of you. Not, we, I was like, "Karen's gonna hate this." I was like, "You, you know what's gonna happen?" But I was like, "Karen's gonna hate this." Yes, I hate it. I love it on a show when people go in space and immediately die because that's what would happen, right? And he's like, we won't pass out for well, 15 seconds until we pass out, but we'll be okay. We and won't die for, for the a minute. And the Expanse kind of did the yeah. same thing, where people, like, people, like, Naomi jumped into space, and, like, you pass out, but you don't, like, breathe to death for, like, I mean, you would. But we could I mean, see, we saw plenty of people actually die on the Expanse going out this airlock, too, though. <laughs> Naomi's the only one that uh-huh. made it. That's true. I mean, wouldn't you automatically explode because there's no pressure? If you don't have a suit on, there's no pressure to hold your body together, right? Or, and you certainly freeze to death. It's like so uh, below zero that we Honestly, can't I don't, I don't yeah. know the actual science behind it. Um, but, but clearly in, clearly, clearly in shows about space, they have their own rules because they, all the shows yeah. seem to have kind of the same rule. So, I can live with yeah. that because all these different shows that have no connection all seem to have the same role. So maybe there is science behind yeah. it. I don't know. Um, yeah. One thing that kind of I'm not sure how I feel is they're making Spock more emotional than the original show. However, I wonder if that's kind of their thing. What they're doing here is making, showing how, showing how Spock was get you know, cause he struggled, you know, he's always struggled with his human side, but by the original series, he's pretty okay with his human side. 
I wonder if they're just showing a progression of him showing emotions, dealing with emotions, and then by the end of this, we see where he's at with the original series where he's able to control his emotions and have emotions without anybody letting anybody know that he's being emotional. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's going to be a journey yeah. here for Spock to get that even keel that we, that we know him for. So, you know, it's funny. I did a little interview. Uh, I did an interview panel where I had, um, you know, I did four interview panels with the cast, and one of them was Ethan right. Peck, who plays Spock, and right. Paul Wesley, who plays the Kirk brothers. And, Kirk. I, what, like, when I spoke to him, I said, like, I, 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 I said that I think this is the most emotional Spock that I've seen of all the versions of Spock that we've seen. And, you know, we saw Leonard Nimoy, we saw Zachary Quinto, we've seen, and I agree with you, I think this is a very, a much more emotional Spock than we've seen. Um, I mean, he was pretty emotional last season. He's having all these girl problems, right? Um, <laughs> uh, he's playing a hunch in this episode. Um, he's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. I agree with you. I, I, do you, I, do you not like it? How does it, does it bother you? Is it like, it's all right. It doesn't bother me that much yet, at least, right? Um, I mean, Star Trek always has found humor in Fox's inability to, like, react emotionally. Yeah. Now we're finding humor in the opposite, kind of. And, like, a huge deal with me in the last five minutes of the show where Spock is, like, drinking blood wine with the Klingons. Um, and later when he's talking to the Carol King character, Dr. Pelia. Oh, my God. Um, oh, I hope she sticks around. Oh, my God. <laughs> Carol yeah. King was amazing. <laughs> she was amazing. She was a great, great um, addition to the cast. Her character was, like, so entertaining and fun. Um, I can tell you, I've only seen a few episodes. She does stick around. Uh, basically, she can't leave, right? She took off and she's trapped on the ship, but she made it clear she's happy about it. Uh, the Lanthanites um, are a little-known species in Star Trek, right? They're not, like, an original. Um, uh, they were first seen in Enterprise was when the Lanthanites were first introduced. Um, yeah. with um, the Scott Bakula series, right? But they're not a, they're yeah. not an alien series that, like, if you watch Star Trek, you know all about them. Um, and so this is, like, great ground for them to break with her, right? Because nobody knows a ton about them. Um, except that they're really long-lived. They managed to live. These are, like, the aliens that lived among humans, and we didn't know about it. Right. Right? Spock says they lived... Um, like they could be among us now, right? Right. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so um, we don't know much about her, but yeah, she was great. She was a great, great addition. By the way, I just I just want my hair to be like hers so bad. I have curly hair, but it's not like that. Granted, they had a hairdresser do that for her, but to, to be to be fa- to be fair, she has a whole department that does her hair for her. I'm sure. I know, right? I needed a permit. I want to take a picture of that at, to my hairdresser and be like, this is what I want my hair to look like. Um, but remember when I wanted my hair to look like Laura Dern in Star Wars when she had that purple hair yeah. with Carrie Fisher when they were... Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can't trust me um, to stick with one. 
But uh, anyway, I guess where I was going was at the end of the episode, like multiple characters like refer to Spock as like, oh, you're the Spock, you're the Vulcan who's not at all like a Vulcan. Oh, you're the most like, yeah. you know, they're very, a lot is made about him being Vulcan and is that like foreshadowing his storyline for the season? I don't really know. Like I've only seen, what is this going to be like 12 episodes and I've seen a couple, right. but um, uh so there seems to be a lot of that going on, and he seems to really like. He's still engaged to his fiance, I think, right? Um, you know, I don't remember where that left off. Honestly, I was kind of trying to wonder that, remember that myself, where him and his fiance left things. I think they I might don't be still in. Remember, they've got to still be engaged. Be I mean, all right. Tech, tech, They've got to still be engaged because there is a point in the original series. Actually, I think it's one of the movies when they go to Vulcan and he he says something to Kirk or Bones about his wife, and they're like, he's married. (laughs) Like, they didn't know he was married. Oh, yeah. So it definitely happens eventually. And we know he doesn't end up married to... And we know he doesn't end up with um Chapel, no. with Chapel because Chapel. Uh, right. we know like where the we know that she's not with him. They have one kiss in the original yeah. series, but it's like involuntary, right? Aliens like yeah. mind control them and make them to yeah. uh, make them kiss. Um, um, the only thing about I mean, obviously it's the first episode, so I'm, I'm not, I don't know exactly where it's going to go. I do feel like. The, the overarching storyline, because this, this whole season is going to be about restarting the war and everything, and the Gorn are going to clearly be involved in it. But it felt very undiscovered country to me. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, that was the Star Trek where the Klingons and the um, Federation were going to sit down for peace talks and everything, and Kirk didn't mm-hmm. trust it. And, you know, Kirk, Kirk was very against it because of his history with the Klingons. Um, you know, the Klingons are responsible for his son's death and everything. So he is very against it, but he's trying to listen to command and, and not cause any problems. And then it's made to look like the Enterprise shot fired on one of the Klingon vessels and destroyed it. But it turns out that it was the shot came from under the Enterprise, that it was a cloaked Klingon vessel that, that did it to themselves to restart the war. Like there was a faction they didn't want peace and they were trying to restart everything. So that's, that's kind of how this feels. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where it goes, but there, I definitely had that feeling initially. Yeah. 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 I get that. Yeah. I I hear you on that. Um, uh, I, I was a little, uh, so this was a fun episode, but they kind of really left the cliffhanger um, with Una is hanging out there, right? Like the big hangover was her hangover cliffhanger was her getting arrested. And in the beginning, Pike is like, oh, I got to go get this lawyer for you. And she's like, no, I, whatever. She's kind of one of these very like noble prisoners. She's like, don't put yourself on the line for me. And he's like, whatever, I'm going to get this lawyer. And that's it. That's all, like, hanging out there uh, waiting for next week's episode um, to see what's going to happen with her. 
I guess. And so when I first watched this, I was a little bit like, wait, what? Why are we? But then it does get into it. As I, you know, well, yeah. we know it gets into it because they're not going to leave it hanging there. But also because I saw it. No, you, you know what's funny actually yeah. is the, the one thing I haven't got, we haven't gotten yet that I was really waiting for the, by the end of the episode was Pike to come back to the Enterprise and be like, I left you alone for two days. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you steal the <laughs> <Yeah>. Enterprise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, I just left you in that chair. I told you, don't leave Starbase. Um, and so at the end, he gets a, a he's admonished, Spock is admonished by the um, Admiral, but the Admiral's like, whatever. And it, like, it turns out like we got bigger fish to fry, the Gorn are coming. Um, there's like a Gorn attack ship, attack ship, right? And they don't want, I, I don't, like, Starfleet, Starfleet always has to be so weird. Like, they're like, we can't tell anyone. We don't want anybody to know that we're fighting a war on two fronts, which seems kind of dumb that if you were in charge of, like, basically the military, you wouldn't be like, we need to prepare for this threat. But it's Starfleet, so, you know. Um, it needs to be a secret so that Pike can stumble upon it and save the day. Yeah, right. that's like where that. it's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, anyway, uh, anything else? Anything else we uh, no, want to cover with it. this? I mean, good, good, that's pretty good much it. Good start this season. Yeah. It was. It was a good start this season. Um, all right. So, and then there were three. No, then there are two. Well, we got, we got Silo. We got Lazarus. That's all that's left? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do Lazarus. We'll save Silo for last. Um, Silo keeps not Silo. Lazarus keeps like kind of okay. It's only it's only the third episode or the fourth episode this week, right? So third, third, third episode. episode. So I can't keeps finding me, but this was like kind of similar to last week's episode where we had like big flashbacks and big personal story that you're like, do I need to watch this? That, like, pays off huge in the last five minutes of the show, right? Oh, yeah. And, I was intrigued wow. the whole time by it. I was, too, and it was really, I mean, so, uh, you know, Archie, I mean, it puts it in perspective with Archie losing her um, child and what's his, why can I not remember? Ben is the main character? No, Archie. Um, George is the main character, but no, Archie, Archie lost the boyfriend last week because they and, wouldn't reset and, it. And, and George I can't lost remember the I can't remember. before. Right. Yeah. I can't remember Sorry, the name. Before. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the, the woman that had the baby over and over Janet. and over again. Janet. Janet. And Kevin, Kevin, and Kevin is and the... And Yeah, Kevin, Kevin is her husband who snaps. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Um, I, I think the most twisted thing about the, the whole thing isn't even the fact that they had a boy and then got reset and then had a daughter and and she had to give birth to that thing 1,500 times. I think the fact that they realized their daughter, their daughter is a mutant also. So that yeah, baby yeah. had to live through being reborn all those times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it was 
so much about it was so horrifying. Like, Janet, okay, so that they lost the boy, and they think they have a plan to, like, get pregnant this time, and it won't happen, and it's a totally different child they're having, right? Which maybe they knew but didn't know, and then, like, they think they're in the clear. And then I did kind of like how they – it turned out to be, like, what we saw – was it in the first episode or the beginning of the second episode where um, Archie and uh, – George. No, no. Shiv? Was that the guy that was her boyfriend? Archie and the oh yeah uh, yeah Shiv right is it Shiv whatever thing yeah something like that something like that the the red haired guy who's like her boyfriend yeah Shiv um yeah Shiv right um when we had seen them like over and over and over again like trying to stop the nukes and it like they keep they're like sitting up on that rooftop drinking a bottle of wine like oh we're gonna die again and it turns out that like. It was all of those resets that were what Janet was going through. Yeah. It's not Shiv. Her boyfriend is yeah. not Shiv. Shiv is the guy Shiv is the guy who was like the jerky guy to George. Um Oh that was her, that's his name? I thought I knew his name was in there yeah. somewhere. Um the guy that she Ross? Is it Ross? We gotta pay more attention to names. Especially <laughs> since we like the show. Like, Usually when we Usually when we like the show, we remember names. We're not doing too good anymore. His name is, uh, I know. We're not too, his name, it'll come to me in a minute what his name is. Um, uh, that he, um, it's not Wes. Wes is the girl, the woman who's the boss. Um, it's not Blake. I forget his name. Anyway. Uh, Ross. It's Ross. It's Ross, right? It's Ross, yeah. I just, I just um, but the whole time that they were, like, living – and it was sort of – it wasn't lighthearted. We saw the world blow up, like, 20 times. But, you know, they were – and that to see that that's what Janet was going through and she had to have that baby so many times, and you could see, like, how she was getting so depressed. And, like, like eventually we saw her not even wanting to hold the baby. Uh, and then she yeah, – yeah, like, for her to realize that, um, uh, you know, and then, like, it, like, to see what drove Rebrov to leave the agency was really – I mean, that was kind of cool, right? Like, to see, and it, it turns out he doesn't want to blow up the world. He wants to blow up the machine. Like, he wants to stop the Lazarus project from being able to reset because he's come to believe. He's like, we just to die. Like, we just keep trying to blow ourselves up. Humans keep trying to ruin the world. Like, let's just let us do it, right? Um, yeah. But partly because, like, what he and, and Janet went through. Although now the kid's, like, seven, right? Like, now they got past it. Yeah. Um, and the kid is older, but I guess it could, yeah. It was a pretty good episode. It was pretty devastating. Um, and it, I thought, like, it would change George's mind, but it hasn't, right? Like, he thought George would no. be, like, like, that would change, like, not change his mind, because it made him, I guess it made him more determined that the mission is a terrible thing, but it, you thought it would, like, make him see his own loss in perspective, right? Like, I'm sorry you lost Sarah, but it's nothing compared to what Janet's gone through. Um, yeah. But he's more determined. So, yeah, it was really good. I did have one kind gonna, of quibble. Go ahead. What's that? I was just going to say, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes, because 
I feel like at the very least, at least once, because, I mean, because here's the thing. George succeeds in them resetting so that he gets Sarah back. It also resets get capturing Red Rock. So, oh, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of, it's a win-win for everybody in that aspect. I mean, it does. the agency is Except, actually awful. It, well, it, I mean, isn't it's not like, you know, that team where Rebrov comes Let in the world and like, like, no, I, I think I, I, I kind of, I kind of on the same page as Rebrov. Like, you know what? Screw it. We, we keep trying to fucking blow ourselves up. Just, just end it. Who are we helping yeah, by but, not? But that's never going to happen. Right. Like, Half, half of Hollywood in the last 20 years is based on, like, people trying to stop the world from ending, right? And if they could find a way to reset it. But I don't know. This show, like, no – I mean, you're right. No show that we have ever – I mean, I, I guess I disagree with you because, like, if you can save the world, save it. But this is – Lazarus Effect, Lazarus Project, this is the first show that I have watched that has shown all the consequences of saving the world or resetting the timeline. Like, you know, you see other time traveling, time resetting shows, and you talk about resetting the timeline, and like, maybe like somebody ceases to exist, and like, oh, Peter on Fringe ceased to exist. That was terrible. But nobody ever says, like, oh, look, there's like 15,000 babies born every single day that are not going to be born, right? Or all the people had babies that year. Um, and the thing is, most people don't remember it. It's a very small amount right. of people who can remember it, right? The mutants or the people who are trained, yeah. You know, maybe maybe this really happened, and that's what deja vu is. And we feel well, like yeah, we've done right? something before because somebody yeah. reset the timeline, or we live in the Matrix one yeah. or the other. Or the Matrix, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess with what he's seen, you can't blame George. Like, if George could turn back the time to save Sarah. And then stop the singularity, then he could just get Sarah through that one day and be fine. Right. Um, I mean, he's still in his first year. He had that first, like, experience where he, they got married, had a baby, and he hasn't gotten back there yet, and now she's dead, right? But he, we saw that in Fast Forward in the first episode. And so I guess it's hard for me to feel like George, George, I didn't experience it with George the way we did with Janet, right? Like right. we saw George experience nine months and 30 seconds and then we moved along with him. And so, yeah. Um, so I did find it. I was like, so at the end when George has the detonators, I'm like, did he just like commercial with two bomb detonators in his bag and like nobody stopped him? Because that's not believable. Because <laughs> he lives in, he couldn't drive. He lives in the UK. He couldn't drive to Spain, right? I mean, I guess he could do the tunnel, but they're, like they're not like. I was like, wait, how did he get those two giant bomb detonators back into his house? But whatever. Um, I might have missed something, but they don't know what they're blowing up, right? Like he wants. George just wants to turn back time and save Sarah, but River right. was like, show me the, show me the machine. I want to vote for the machine. And Wes was like, A, I'm not telling you, B, it doesn't work like that. There's not like a machine, which is kind of bullshit because there is somewhere, but it's well, there's got to be like, something. There, yeah. There's got to be they, something to, to turn, to turn the singularity on and off. But it's not, you know, like, the singularity is always, 
like the singularity is always there, but there's yeah. got to be something to access it. And yes, it's not in their right. office because they always say make the call. You know, they got to make the call. Yeah. And and Rebrov comes in and he's like, show it to me. And so I can't show it to you. It's not here. And then he shoots that girl in the head, which was kind of shocking. Um, hope. Uh, yeah. Shoots hope in the head. Um, that was shocking, but. West says, yeah, it's not here. We don't, we don't have it. It's not here. And then amazingly, Shiv saves the day because Shiv is the guy that, like, was so, like, he was such a jerk to George in the first episode. And I didn't really think of him as being, like, a hero type of guy, right? But Shiv comes in, saves the day, Rebroff gets what, that day. I mean, Rebroff has gone on to. You know, you like, know what? I, actually, I had, I was a little annoyed with that simply because Shiv seems to be all on Rebroff's side. And he's so sorry because he feels because he's the one he's the reason that they had a reset when after they had the boy because they were he was mm-hmm. he was so convinced that he he was right on it you know his his intel was wrong and yeah. he's the reason they lost the son mm-hmm. and then he's you know so it's like he's he's an interesting character. He is. Because, he, I mean, and, and maybe that's why he's such a jerk, because he's very conflicted. But it didn't stop him from trying to shoot Red Rob because, you know, even as bad as he feels, uh-huh. <laughs> he's still trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I, I like the show a lot. I think it's a good. I did. I gotta say, yeah, I this too. week, I, this week I watched it with the closed captioning on. Like, I I hate to be like an American who can't like. I mean, I watch shows in other languages and with accents, but like, I think a lot of the shows that we like in America, a lot of the shows we get have like the posh British accent, which is not as heavy and is easy for us to understand, and we have some like more um, dialect British accents in this show. And uh, I was watching on the TV with that, with not as good sound this week, and I had to put on the closed captioning to watch it. And, you know, I put on the closed captioning, and then later tonight, Wheel of Fortune was on, and my dad was like, did you put those words on the screen? My dad, who's 92, like, hates closed captioning. And I, who am way younger, I'm like, I need the closed captioning. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, but uh, no, I really like the show. And you, you texted this week that it's been renewed, and we're getting the second season. We'll get the second season here, or did we talk about this last yes. week? It's been renewed. We will get a second season here at some point. Yeah. And and I texted. I don't know. Nobody responded, but I texted earlier today that the Diplomat has been renewed for season two and is already shooting the second season. That's amazing. That's awesome. That That's is awesome. amazing. Which yeah. is funny because we just recently were complaining about how long we have to wait for stuff now with the streaming services, and the diplomat is already shooting, which means That's awesome. they had their script. That means they already had a script written before the writer's strike. Yeah. Yeah, they must have. Maybe they had written, like, two seasons already. Or Yeah, you're right. That's you have I, to have your script what, already That's kind of what I'm thinking. Strike. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I was kind of thinking when I read that. That they must have, they must have, are you know, in in the hopes that Netflix renewed it, 
they already had the second season completely written. Yeah, it must have been, yeah, in the can, and they were just waiting to get renewed. Uh, I But I don't know how long it was shot. The first season was shot for God in the air, right? Sometimes sometimes stuff gets shot. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's great. Um, okay. Anything else? Moving right along here? Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. So, um, so that silo. So yeah, silo was kind of crazy, right? Like, were you expecting? Um, it's really coming to a climax now. Yeah, I mean, if you're wondering if I suspected the the acting mayor uh, Tim Robbins character, I I didn't trust him from the jump. <laughs> so I wasn't surprised to see that he, it's actually him behind everything, not yeah. uh, not Common's character, whose name I wrote down this week because I couldn't. Got Tibbs, Dibbs, Dobbs. Sims. Sims. Uh, His name is Sims. Sims. Sims is Common's character. Yeah. But, you, know, you know what I kind of like? Um, I like the stuff with her mother, the flashbacks, because I think it, I, I've always, I think it's always liked it that no matter how much you try to keep humanity down, we always find a way because his mother is reinvented a telescope or a micro, a, a, magnif- a, yeah. a microscope, a microscope, you know, her <laughs> yeah. mother, re- I mean, like they knew about, they knew about magnification, but she literally reinvents something that they didn't know existed in the first place. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you you can't stop the future, no matter how hard you try. It's going to come back around. Yep. Yeah, and they're trying to, like, I mean, you can't stop, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't stop progress. curiosity, ingenuity, progress, and you can't hide those secrets forever. Like, we're not really sure yet what the secrets are. Like, we don't really know. Why? I mean, it was asked again, like, in the flashback, Juliet's mother says, like, why do they want me to make a magnifying device anyway? And her father's like, I don't know. I mean, I still think her father's lying. He's like, I don't know. Um, we just can't do it. Uh, and, I mean, it's about control. And, I mean, there's definitely a fear of technology, right? Um but, like, to what, like, why wouldn't you want a microscope? Why wouldn't you want to be able to, like, speak? Like, Juliet's mother asked all the right questions, right? Like, if I can save people and we can do better medicine, like, why would we want this thing? Right. Um, Juliet's father, I don't, I really don't think he does know much. Um, I think he's just a coward. He is just an out-and-out yeah. coward. Um, I thought yeah. it was kind of, you know, it, it, it's funny when her, when her mother was like, I know you told them. I hope it was worth it. And he's like, I didn't do it. And I'm like, you friggin' liar. Like, I didn't believe him at first either. And then I was like, you know, though, I was like, I was like, I have a feeling he didn't do it. And then, you know, later Juliet's like, it's the mirrors. They watch everybody and everything, you know, which I hadn't even thought about until she said it. So it turns out, you know, that it wasn't (laughs) actually her father after all. He's just, 
you know, he's actually too much of a coward to rat out his wife. You know what I mean? Like, he's just... Yeah. He's he's very complacent and goes with the flow. Like, the whole birth control thing. And he's like, well, I kind of knew, but, you know, what am I going to do? You know, like, he's just, he's a chicken shit. You know? Yeah, and maybe he knows a little or has seen enough that he's, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't even think, I, I think he knows as little as possible because he doesn't want to know because he just, he has no backbone. I mean, the character no. is just very weak-willed. Um, yeah. You know, he he's, you know, very scared about everything. And, you know, and I think part of it is because, you know, and I don't even know, actually, no, I don't even know if it's because he has such a high standing, you know, being a doctor that he's afraid of losing it if he if he rocks the apple cart. I mm-hmm. think it's just because he's a wuss. <laughs> yeah. And he, he says to um, Juliet, uh, yeah. like, this is why I sent you, this is why I left you down in the in uh, mechanical down below, because then you could, like, focus on building, fixing problems right in front of you, fixing things, and blah, 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 and not be, and, and I was kind of like, wait, this is why you left her down in mechanical? Like, like, uh, he didn't really have much of a – I guess he had to, like, sort of sign off on the end, but he didn't really have much of a choice because she was like, I'm out of here, right? Well, yeah, because because what's – well, what's her name? What, she, I mean, we knew how it was going to turn out, obviously, but if he had said, no, you're coming home with me, then I, I don't think there would have been a choice, you know? Yeah. Because the, the last thing they want down there is trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they just want them to stay down there, keep fixing stuff, get the generator running, and not, like, yeah. So, um, again, I've I read this, and I, and I know what's going to happen to Juliet. Um, that scene in the cornfield, when Juliet has it all figured out that it's, like, Sims who's going to, you know, trying to take over the whole silo, yeah. and it, it's not – and it, it turns out that it's – like, you said you kind of knew, right? Like, you, you kind of – I, I I didn't trust him, but I never. Or, yeah. Yeah, I never trusted him. Um, I wasn't expecting. I really thought Sims was the mastermind. I wasn't expecting Tim Robbins to be the mastermind, but I'm not surprised by it either because I didn't trust him in the first, at all anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So that 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 whole scene was great. I'm like I'm I'm like run, <laughs> I'm like run to the cornfield. <laughs> Run, Juliet, run! <laughs> I, but I was, but I was also thinking I have no idea where she's gonna go to get away. You can't really hide in a cornfield. <laughs> yeah, no. And there was, and, and like, there's a moment where you think she's gonna, like, she's actually a pretty decent fighter, and she's able to yeah. fight off those those like stormtroopers uh, until like they all gang off when they get her, right? Um. Uh, and it actually turns out to be Bill, Billings's the syndrome, where he's having like the shortness of breath and the spasms in a hand that enable her to get away. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Like that was pretty good foreshadowing for the last like six episodes that he's got the syndrome just, and yeah. I just want to know where the hell she jumped to. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be pretty end, awesome, right? It usually doesn't end well for people that go over the rail. But I, I, I'm just, I got to figure that she, the way she went over the rail, that she's, like, going to swing down to the next level or something. 
Right, because she's a star in more episodes, right? <laughs> right, I, yeah, and I'm, I'm, well, I mean, it defeats the purpose. Why, you know, why is she, you know, she's not trying to kill herself. She's just trying to get away. Yeah. So they're having, and this they're, is not like, know, I'm just anxious to see how yeah. she pulled it off. And, like, when Rashida Jones died, you're, like, bummed, but it's the first episode. So you get it, right? Like, right. She, like Juliet can't die because who's going to really, like, take over right now, right? Um, yeah, there's who's going to so, take over Billings? <laughs> yeah, and, but, like, I don't know what floor she's on. Like, they're coming from the cornfield, and I don't know where that yeah, is, I don't know except, except that when they went down there to talk, he's like, let's go down here and talk. It's pretty far. Like, I don't know if they went pretty yeah. far down. Like, could she have jumped just, like, onto the generator, or did she see, like, a, you know, like, if this was, like, a Jason Bourne movie, he saw a garbage truck down there and he jumped over and landed in it, right? But right. he was a silo, so that's, yeah. not, that's not what she jumped on. She has to be alive. No, but she has to have. That's what I'm saying. Depending on where she is, she could have, like, the way her angle of going over, she could have swung to the next mm-hmm. level below. I mean, we've seen her survive almost falling off before. So, um no, this time she definitely went off. <laughs> yeah, she went off. She was able to hold on. <laughs> and she took the hard drive, which is not really – I guess it's a hard drive. It doesn't look like a hard drive, but it's a hard drive. Um, uh, it, is, what was, it is a hard, a hard drive. drive. Looks, I know, because she, she booted it up and we saw what's What do you mean it doesn't yeah. look like a hard drive? <laughs> well, it's kind of big, but we don't know when, like, when, like it was, you know. It's, 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 it's a hard drive from, from like, a – a, a desktop computer. Yeah. You're probably used yeah. to, you know, the little hard drives that are in laptops yeah. now. Well, they call, I'm just going to call everything a hard drive because the previous thing she was calling a hard drive was actually like a camcorder, right? Um, that one has never been, that one's yeah, that, with Walker and that hasn't been cracked yet. Yeah, but when, oh, did, well, when did she call that a hard drive? She called it a hard drive. She said, she I don't know what it drive. is. She called it a hard drive multiple times. Um, Really? It doesn't matter. Uh, well, they don't know what it is. You sure she wasn't she talking about the, the hard drive? She probably got the no because she just got that hard drive like two weeks, like last week from like the vent where uh, the previous guy hit it. Um, at any rate, um, what was kind of crazy was when she's in the cornfield and Timothy, the mayor, says, "So you have the hard drive?" And she's like, "Wait, what?" And he's like, "Oh shit, I said hard drive, huh?" Like. He wasn't supposed to know she had yeah. the hard drive, and Common acted like he didn't know what she took out of the vent. Like they were just after an artifact, an unregistered artifact. Seems like Erie right. knew there was a missing hard drive all along. Like that hard drive maybe has been missing for some amount of time, and they've been looking for it, and they didn't know who had it. Right. And it's kind of a big mystery is where the previous sheriff got it. Uh, his name was a. Uh, uh, yeah, like where he got it, because like he was like a non-believer, uh, like that is a big maybe season two mystery, maybe not. But like everybody knew about it. Like Juliet just discovered it, but apparently everybody knew it was r- rattling around, right? What do you mean it's a mystery where Holden got it? Holden got it from her. He didn't get it from Juliet. Yeah, he did. It was in the bag. The bag that when, when, when Holden... Remember, remember, when, remember when they went down to the water 
and she and she followed the line and she pulled up the, yeah, the bag yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, George yeah, George that's, left. That's where it came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In there. And he, and he got it from her. Um, yeah. Okay, but still, that Timothy Robbins knew about it. Like George, like it's been right. missing. Like George, like he's been looking for it maybe since before Juliet got it. Yeah, he's been look. He's probably been looking at it since before George found it. Wherever George found yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That, but that was kind of a big. Um, uh, but he he he. It's funny because like like Timothy Robbins, the mayor. Like lets it out. He's like, oh, you have the hard drive, and she's like, the hard drive. He's like, oh, she doesn't have hard drive. But he's like, oh, I slipped, but he didn't really slip, right? He was like, basically, yeah. they're gonna like be like, you decided to, you decided to clean, and we're gonna like kill you, and so we can tell the truth. But you know, she didn't decide to clean. Um, no. It kind of makes us wonder if the previous sheriff decided to clean or if they set him up also, but he acted like he had decided. Like I kind of, well, no, we, decided, we heard, right? no, we, we heard him say it. Remember he said, he said it to Narn. He said, oh, he I want to go outside. He, he says, I want to go outside. Yeah. He says, I want to go outside. Yeah. Right before he, yeah. Right after he locked himself in the, in the jail cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He does say it. We saw that. I'm sorry. Um, so, but I mean, how many people have they maybe said? I mean, she has the right to. It, right. It's great that she has billings to always quote the pact because people don't really care. Like the pact is the pact until nobody, until like the mayor doesn't care about the pact. And billings like you have the right, right. to a hearing and this and that, right? Yeah. Um. So that was kind of cool, right? Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, so I'm trying to see what else is there much to it. cover in this, but yeah, I mean, I guess we're gonna. Fi- I mean, I don't know if we're gonna find out what's on the hard drive this season at all. I mean, I don't. I, I can't well, say from the book, can't, and I can't say. Well, we know what we know a little bit from yeah. when George and Rashida Jones booted it up. Allison, right? Was that her name? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she has to try to find her. So, and, and like, who knows? Does anybody know? Like, does Martha know? Probably not. Does anybody know? Will Judge Meadows help her? Like, what's on it? Um, I, I guess Juliet's friend, I don't know. You know her friend, she calls her Walk. I think it's Walker, the old lady. Yeah. Who, uh, it, Martha is her yeah. first name, right? Who stays down there and never goes out of her house? I don't, I don't somebody know her like knocked on her. Yeah. I think it's Martha. Somebody knocked on her door, and she like almost came out, but she didn't. Right? Like she's like I'm kind of surprised judicial's not onto her. Or maybe they are yeah. her, right? Like they have to know that that's where Juliet will go. She's like a mother to Juliet, right? She's Which is mother, probably why Juliet won't yeah. go there. Yeah. That would be pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean, I so I know what's on that hard drive because I have read the books. Um, but I think it's still a question of whether she'll find – because there's a renewal, there's a question of whether, like, we'd find out. So because I said I know what's on it, I'm kind of spoiling that we find out what's on it at some point, right? 
Um, but I don't think you ever – did you ever think we weren't going to find out? No, that would be a stupid book, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I know what's on it, um, but I don't know if she's going to see that this season or the next two weeks. Like, is she going to find a way to crack that hard drive? Um And I don't, and, and will anybody ever like, and like, yeah. Uh, and how it went missing and all that stuff, right? So anyhow, um, yeah, it's pretty, um, I mean, these books, I don't know if you want to read the book or not after you watch this because it might ruin a second season for you. Or maybe you, I mean, who cares, right? Like, I think I, a whole I might, other books I, before you know what? Yeah, you know what though? With this, I might read the books after the show is over just to see the comparisons with how they did it. Yeah, and you could just read their short books, and you could just read the first one, right? Right. Like there's, yeah. there's wool, silo, and sand. I think they're called. Um, and you could just read anyone and stop when you catch up or whatever. Uh, so, anyhow. Uh, yeah, it's great. I, I think they're doing a great job on the show. I, I, I think, and I thought it looked beautiful. Like so much of this episode took place on the staircase, and I was like watching very. I watched it on my larger laptop, and I was watching very carefully when they're running up and down the staircase because I remember Jamie doing that interview where Rebecca Ferguson talked about how they built a pretty decent sized section of the staircase for them to work on on set, right? And then it's also mm-hmm. a lot of CGI. But I always find myself looking at it, and being like, "Wow, that's so cool that that's their, you know." That <laughs> uh, they did that practically, a big chunk of it. So, all right, so we have two more weeks of this, also, right? I'm excited. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Then what? All what, right. what are we ending with? What does that bring us to? Is that it? Yep, that's it. We covered. That's that it. That's all, this week. all right. I think we have another new yep. one coming this week, right? Um, Do we? Something is premiering tomorrow. Is this tomorrow the 21st? Yeah. Um, tomorrow is the 21st. Yeah, something is back tomorrow, and it will come to me in one second. Um, what shows are we waiting on? Um, I'm Googling. TV season premiere June 21. Um, we are getting tomorrow. Uh, hang on. Let me check. Oh, that's not even a TV thing. Something something is back tomorrow, and I forget what it is. Maybe it's a show that Jamie and is I it, watch and not you. Is it from um, From's back on Sunday? From is back. Is, is it from over? Thinking? From is back? From is back? I didn't I watch the end so of season, From yet. I, I, I see that season two, episode 10 is on Sunday. So I oh, so that might be the end of from. from. That might be the season premiere from the season finale of from. Um, we are having. Oh my God, something is something is on uh, tomorrow, and I forget what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm, <laughs> mm, uh, hang on, I'm looking. I'm looking up online because I'm gonna have to find it. Tuesday, Monday. Oh, this is not even. It's Wednesday. Uh, I don't know. Some show is back. Sorry. I should have written this down, right? Um, so I could speak intelligently, which I never do on this podcast. I'm really sorry. 
Um, I'm, all right, I'm pulling up the Hollywood Reporter, which has a full list of what's coming. And in June, we've got June 21. Oh, Secret Invasion is tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge, right? It's a huge show. Um, Secret Invasion is the drop. Marvel show about the scrolls invading Earth, and uh, it's a Nick Fury show, right? And I guess some other people are in it. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I, 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 like, I, I think that you and I are both going to watch that. Um, Absolutely. Add that to our, we'll add that to our list for next week. Um, and that's really it for a while, I think, that we've got coming back. Um, I don't think we have a ton of other shows on our schedule. Um, but, yeah, let's watch Secret Invasion and, and add that to our list. Yep. Okay. Yes. Great. All right. All right, again. All right. Until next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.